Glenn Youngkin won the race to be Virginia's Republican governor. He won the race on a somewhat sketchy platform. It was extremely light on actual policy positions that one would expect from all politicians running for an office such as uh, the governor. All of this is lumped into something that he terms the game plan. And this is on his website. You can go over there and you can look at it. It's not a whole lot. Uh, the game plan, can it can be best described as leaning into various culture war issues and towing a delicate line, uh, attempting to appeal to both Virginia's deep red and Trump-loving GOP base, and then you have uh, uh, it appealing to suburban centrists. However, there are some tangible policy issues Yunkin's positions uh, positions appear somewhat unclear, and and it's a mixed bags, bags, uh, bag if you ask me. the The former CEO has taken a very strong stand against authoritarian government pandemic restrictions, promising never to let alarmists close schools, and starting and stating boldly that he will not allow COVID lockdowns to ever occupy or ever occur in Virginia again. Those are his own words. Never mind that while being personally vaccinated and encouraging the vaccines, Youngkin is also anti-vaccine mandate. He's a very staunch supporter of that. Uh, He also says that he firmly believes in parental rights and he wants to expand school choice programs as well. Yet the GOP candidate has also run TV ads promising to pass the biggest education budget in Virginia history and also raise teacher pay. These are all good points, by the way. But... Under what stipulations all of that will come forth, it remains to be seen. Yet the candidate has promised to preserve qualified immunity. And qualified immunity, if you remember a while back, I did a a podcast episode on that. I'll go ahead and post a card up there so you can go ahead and and check that out. But it has to do with uh, defunding the police. But anyways... He promised to preserve qualified immunity, uh, which is a, a horrifying legal distortion that lets police officers and government officials as well, of all stripes, to violate citizens' rights and, in many cases, escape accountability and even civil liability from, uh, from their actions. And like I said, you can see my previous episode uh, somewhat that leans on that topic, and and you can you can see the link on top. Uh, Youngkin has promised not to raise taxes, and he also also outlined proposals not just to cut taxes, but in particular cut 
grocery taxes, and other taxes that disproportionately hurt working-class Virginians. That's very thoughtful of him. And Youngkin has also promised to cut job-killing regulations by 25% and empower small businesses as well. Uh, Job-killing regulations? What what exactly are those job-killing regulations uh, he wants to cut, cut back? Normally, the feds and the state step in to protect workers' rights and things like unsafe working conditions, possibly the right of unions to exist, etc. But are these part of the job-killing regulations he's talking about? Uh, it may also include maybe uh, the state uh, uh the state agency uh, similar to OSHA, like the state EPA and so forth. Uh, maybe that is what he's looking at, but I don't know. It remains to be seen. Overall, the Yunkin campaign was largely focused on cultural debates, such as the, the fight over critical race theory. Um, and aren't all Republicans pretty much preoccupied with critical race theory, it seems? And it can be said that Yunkin won because CRT played a huge part in Virginia's election. It was almost his central point of his campaign. His signature issue, however, was education. And when you talk about education, you also talk about critical race theory. Both of them seem to be going uh, to go hand in hand at this period of time. He, he goes on by hammering government schools on culture war issues, such as race and transgender rights. And then he falsely claimed um, at one point that his Democratic opponent, Terry McAuliffe, uh, Terry McAuliffe called his friend, President Joe Biden, and he asked the FBI to silence conservative parents. And why, by that I mean that uh, a lot of these parents were showing up to uh, school board meetings and basically taking over. Uh, and a lot of times they were using violence to do so. But he left that part out. Um, then Yonkin said, uh, Yonkin said he would ban the teaching of CRT in Virginia classrooms. At a campaign event in uh, Glen Allen last month, for example, the candidate said to a lot of applause, and this is, in his own words, what we won't do is teach our children to view everything through the lens of race. On day one, I will ban critical race theory. End of quote. Uh, never mind that CRT uh, itself, the whole theory behind CRT is that it argues that racism is not a matter of individual bigotry, but a systemic issue that creates an uneven playing field for people of color. And so some people, some people have a problem with accepting that systemic racism actually occurs. And uh, others know that systemic racism has become a part of our culture for many, many, many years, especially minorities. 
And this brings us to another quote, and this is from Kimberly Williams Crenshaw, who is a law professor who is widely credited uh, with coining the term. And she told the New York Times, and this is a quote here, once again, for our listeners who are on SoundCloud um, and, and other listening sites. It is a way of seeing, attending to, accounting for, tracing and analyzing the ways that race is produced, the ways that racial inequality is facilitated, and the ways that our history has created these inequalities that now can be almost effortlessly reproduced unless we attend to the existent existence of these inequalities. So I would argue the case that critical race theory isn't uh, what uh, Republicans think it is, but it is, it is really a way for us th- uh, to, to know and to understand that it does exist. People do perpetrate uh, racial acts, but it is a means to self-perfection. It's a means of realizing and addressing these things and perfecting this. This is the only way that we're going to perfect our society by seeing the problem that is at hand, that is visible, and that it is being directed against people. But once, once we at least address those and move on, then our democracy gets better. Our society as a whole benefits from that. So McAuliffe was forced to go on the defensive, and he had to engage with the issue because that was the central point of the Republicans. He accused Republicans of using the Trump playbook of division and deceit, a message that unfortunately didn't cut through in the same way that he expected. So Republicans whipped up a moral panic as a result, that CRT is being rammed down the throats of specifically school children. Then they caricature uh, uh, it as teaching black children to internalize victimhood and white children to self-identify as oppressors. So essentially they're calling CRT a form of cult indoctrination indoctrination it it also can be seen as a response to america's changing demographics specifically the increase in the minority population and it also comes after lengthy school closures during the pandemic which infuriated many many parents and school board meetings in virginia and elsewhere have turned very ugly, and like I said, even violent. And protest signs calling for bans on masks and CRT are sometimes almost interchangeable. So somehow we, everybody got lost in all of that. So here is what all of this seems to boil down to. So these people in Virginia, they voted for him because they believe that by 
cutting job killing regulations, it would result in more jobs, but not with better pay or better paid leave? That's a question. So the voters of Virginia were not concerned about affordable health care at all, it seems. Why would they? And in contrast, McAuliffe's campaign politics on these issues described by him in this quote. And for once again, for our listeners, or for auditory listeners, I'm going to go ahead and, and read this. McAuliffe said, We must protect affordable health care coverage, raise the minimum wage faster, and expend paid leave so working families have a fighting shot. We must protect voting rights, protect a woman's rights to choose, and above all else, we must protect our democracy. Um, it, and it's interesting to note that Virginians didn't seem to, uh, to, the message that McAuliffe had apparently did not seem to resonate with people from Virginia as much as critical race theory did. Youngkin drew large crowds before winning the race in Virginia. Crowds that cheered the loudest when he mentioned banning critical race theory. While all along he evoked a dire picture of classrooms where students are classified by race, uh, seeming to reference equity programs launched by some school districts, to address long-standing systemic racism in education. He has an ambitious plan for his first day in office, in which he said that he will ban the teaching of critical race theory. However, the problem I see with that is that CRT is not currently a part of Virginia's K-12 state curriculum. It hasn't been. CRT has never been taught in any classroom in the state of Virginia. And it begs the question, why are Virginia's voters in such an uproar over CRT since not one single lesson has ever been taught as of yet in any of the classrooms in their state? Well, does it seem to you that the single most important issue as to why Virginians voted for Yunkin was because he would, above all other legitimate concerns and that McAuliffe even raised, to absolutely ensure that critical race theory would never be taught in the public schools? Is this what what they wanted all along in the first place. It's clear to me now more than I initially thought. Regrettably, McAuliffe miscalculated badly because all he had to do was skip stumping on real issues like health health care, like paid leave, um, higher wages for everybody. And instead... He could have won by inventing a straw man boogeyman 
and smother it with fear, and he probably would have won. Uh, but he he rose to the occasion, and he knew that that wasn't uh, an issue. That was not an issue. Hello, all. My name is Renee Hinojosa. I am the host of Political Buzz. Uh, thank you very much for visiting my uh, channel. Also, uh, in the near, very near future, I'm going to have a Patreon account. And if you can, please contribute whatever amount you can. Thank you for watching.